Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back into the Danny Parkins show, CBS Sports Radio and the Radio.com app. Love talking football with this guy, old buddy of mine. We cross paths in Kansas City. Now he's a media star. Just follow him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. You'll get all of his stuff, but you hear him on Sirius XM. ESPN Radio, SB Nation, dudes everywhere. Played in the league for eight years. Jeff Schwartz back on the Danny Parkins Show. What's up, Jeff? Oh, not much, buddy. Just uh, watch all Sunday football, my man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a uh, crazy game so far. We will. Uh, we might get to that a little bit later. But um, you were as strong as anyone in doubting the Browns before the year. And your Twitter feed is very entertaining when it comes to that because, you know, you chirp and you're right on this one. Do you think that Baker Mayfield is salvageable or is this a sunk cost situation? Um, uh, uh, I think he's salvageable with a different coach. Um, and I, I don't really um, I don't really know if that's going to happen at the end of the season or not. I mean, right, they hired Freddie Kitchen. I know we're in a, we're in a an era now where we do fire coaches much earlier than I think people would like, right? Like we fire them after one year, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but um, I think that it's, uh, it's probably imperative here. Um, they're very, very undisciplined, uh, right? They commit a bunch of penalties. Um, you know, they had a player go on and threaten reporters today on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. And then he went to Instagram and did it, threatened fans he was going to kill them and things like that. I mean, they're just they're just wildly undisciplined. Uh, they're not taking advantage of their best players in Odell and Jarvis Landry, and that all falls back, in my opinion, to to Frank Kitchens. You know, I thought they would be like nine and seven, which which, which infuriated Browns fans. I mean, they're even worse than I thought they'd be. And I do think Baker salvageable. I think we saw a lot of good from him last season. Now, a lot of it was against some very bad teams. I get that, but there was enough to, to be salvageable. And it feels like that definitely um, is not quite what's happening right now, which is just crazy. I, I didn't think they'd be this bad. Yeah. I didn't think they'd be this bad either. And it's weird that you could add Odell Beckham to your offense and have your offense get worse. Like you were this guy's teammate and I miss watching him play football. It's like, I don't understand how this is possible that he could be so unproductive. Well, look, I, I know this is something that really bothers people when I say this, and it's hard to really explain and put into words, but I do think it's a mindset, right? So, you know, I'm watching his game today when he is not playing very well, right? He's last in the NFL, like QBR. I'm watching him on commercials, right? And while you don't say, and he didn't say, like, I've arrived, right? I am now Baker Mayfield, best quarterback in the NFL, when you get all this attention, you obviously think you're good, right? When you're doing commercials, you're doing three big features this offseason, what GQ, he did one in the complex, right? Like three huge features on a covered Sports Illustrated. Like you think that you've arrived when you haven't arrived. And it, it doesn't, I don't think he prepared any less for the season than he would have otherwise. 
but the fact is that just creeps into your head, right? And gives you a sense of a false complacency. I think mean, that's what got him most. And I think it can be reversed with a better coach who really gets out of him. I don't think Freddie Krueger is the guy that really is kind of getting the most out of him. I, just, I think a lot of coaches would have been like, Baker, just, just lay low this offseason, dude. Like, do you think Andy Reid would have told him to just kind of lay low? Like, just like, dude, just lay low, man. Just enjoy your – just get ready for the next season. You'll get all that stuff very soon. Well, I, I, I was going to – I, I was going to bring up Andy Reid because, you know, you obviously played on the Chiefs for Andy Reid and your brother yeah. is Mitchell Schwartz, their right tackle. And so they've got this guy named Pat Mahomes. And I know he didn't play today and that was a great win by them. We can get to in a minute. But I thought it was very interesting. Like Mahomes could have taken all of those endorsement opportunities and he didn't take a single one year one. And now he's everywhere, you know, uh, three years into the league, two years into being a starter. Yeah. And. I don't know what you would tell me about his demeanor. I wouldn't want you to betray Mitch's confidence any because I don't know how well you know Pat. But but it ju- it just seems like that guy checks every single box. I, I think he does too. I, I I met Pat only once, and I really don't ask this very often about like his demeanor. I mean, kind of seen on the field, right? I think that he's uh, special. And look, I just you know, social media obviously is very one sided, right? You're basically going to get the, the best of a person. But just looking at like him and, and he interacts with I don't I don't know if they're married or his fiance or his girlfriend, just the way like he interacts with people on social media and the way he seems to be a family guy. And of course our, our social media is not always accurate on that type of stuff, but he just seems like a down to earth, you know, quarterback who's just trying to win and trying to do the what he can to get himself better. And yeah, he did some ads this year. Of course, he's the M V P last year. But to your point, he didn't do anything the year before. Um, and purposely, right? And so I think that, yeah. that it, it, and his thing is like, I, get, I know we're in a, a society now with instant gratification, but look around, but look around the rest of the NFL. Like, it took Tom Brady years to become like a celebrity, right? He was a good football player, right? But years to become a celebrity, right? All these guys, it takes some time to become Peyton Manning. He didn't do commercials for like 12 years, right? Like, it takes time to kind of become what Baker wants to become. And I think he could still do it. But you kind of have to reverse and pull back some of this stuff. We're, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL offensive lineman, works for NFL. Uh, you can hear his commentary for Sirius, ESPN, SB Nation, everywhere. Um, to a football point, like that, that's an incredible win by the Chiefs today. Uh, they are very undermanned. I still consider them among the favorites to win the entire thing. Can you explain what makes Andy Reid so good at the week-to-week game planning? Well, guys are just open. I think mean, he's just one of those, like, savants, man. Like, I, I, I think he's just he's a savant. Like, he knows what he's talking about, obviously. He knows what he's doing. But I think he – and this is something that I was, you know, part of. Is it, It's just – it's attention to detail. Like, his attention to little details. And that's why they're the best at the screen game. I mean, it's little things like, hey, running back, you need to, you need, you know, you need to be exactly in this spot – the quarterback, you need the ball exactly over this shoulder. And the offensive line, you need to be exactly here, exactly here. And this is on this screen, we're doing it this way. On this screen, and just the little attention to detail really makes um, a big difference in in the way he game plans. And look, look, Matt Moore had no business winning that game today. Right? The Vikings are a good team, and they're a good defense. And he looked better than Cousins. And Cousins makes $84 million a year. Uh, not a year, but you know, over the three years. And he just looked he looked like the better quarterback today. And that's a lot of his injury now. Tyreek Hill made some plays. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I think there's just a confidence with Andy. You've done it for so long, too. Like you trust 
that he can do this. And he's seen every defense multiple times. I mean, there's, there's so much value in just his vast knowledge of, of the game. That's how we see, you know, Sean Payne and Kyle Shanahan's game. And so they've seen everything so many times. Uh, but you mentioned the win today in general. Um, you know, they, they're now on track to still be in the two seed. I mean, I think that a loss today probably eliminated them from a considering. I do think they lose to New England um, in week 14 or 15. They should have went out the rest of their games. But now they could be 12-4, and four, and you realistically have, have a two seed, which is supremely important to obviously, you know, winning a playoff game, you know, having a, a home game and a bye. We know Andy Reid is amazing off a bye. And so having that bye would be huge. But, you know, having, you know, having the uh, lost tiebreaker against the Colts in Texas doesn't really help. Yeah, there's no question about that. So get get granular with me here on the screen game because you know that I'm uh, watching the Bears every week, and and Matt Matt Nagy is the you know the Andy Reid disciple, and the Bears today are going up against Doug Peterson, another guy on the Andy Reid coaching tree, and the Eagles are pretty damn good at the screen game. I, it's probably not yeah. as prolific as, as uh, the Chiefs are, but the Bears, Jeff, I swear to God, they haven't had a big play on a screen pass since Matt Nagy has been here. It's it's been it's unbelievable. Like it it straight up does not exist. What it how much of that is Mitch? Is it the offensive lineman? Like explain to me in maybe as good of detail as you can why that apple would maybe fall far from the tree. Um I mean just look I think what I just like generally speaking with, with Matt Nagy, it feels like he had a bunch of time this offseason and just had too much free time trying to just, you know, kind of reinvent his offense. Now, it might be because he doesn't trust Mr. Trubisky, so he had to come up with different ways to generate offense, which, is, which could be part of that as well. But it seems like they went, they just they're trying to be too cute this year. You know, in the screen game, it just takes a lot of detail, right? And I think that, that when he hasn't done as long as Andy Reid has, it's just the detail's just not quite there, right? And he really has not had in his career to make adjustments. I mean, look, as much as you want to say that, you know, that he's the, you know, the OC of the team, Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid's the OC, right? Like, we know that. Come on. And right. so it does, take, it does take some time. And that's why I want to see Matt Nagy have an offseason this, this offseason to figure it out. And if he doesn't, then he'll be gone after next year. Uh, but just, like, give him an opportunity to figure it out. And I think that that's something that um, he'll, be, he'll be allowed to do, I assume. Um, and uh, we'll see uh, how it goes. I don't think Trubisky will be the quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be, but – Give me a year to figure it out. Who's the best offensive lineman in the NFL? Um, I, that's a good question. Best offensive lineman in the NFL. I think when, when healthy, Tyron Smith is best offensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, offensive lineman in the NFL. Um, you know, he, he he's if you're building a left tackle in a lab, I mean that's that that's who you're building. I mean he he is he's amazing, <laughs> but he's just you know, his health is always concerned. But uh, he's that guy. I think the best offensive. I know Quinn Nelson is. A popular offensive lineman, the left guard for the Colts. Um, uh, he he didn't have his best game today. Probably one of his, I'd say, worst games of his career, which is kind of really high bar. Um, but you know, not not his best showing today. But he's he's just a ton of fun to watch as Quinn Nelson. So. I know how a receiver can have a bad day, right? He can drop passes. A, a yeah. quarterback can be inaccurate. How do offensive linemen have good and bad days? <laughs> As, as few mistakes as possible. I, I think there's a couple of mistakes that you have. Obviously, look, physical mistakes are going to happen, right? I mean, that this is that, that is uh, some of my favorite coaches have said too. Like the defense just makes the play sometimes, right? Like they they get paid too. 
Yes. Like, make plays. So physical errors, like it happens, right? You know, if you're number one is consistency. As long as you're, and look, that, that's what got me. I'm, I'm a seventh round draft pick. I was injured seven times in the NFL. I had six surgeries plus a really bad uh, dislocated toe. Like I should not have played as long as I did, but I played so long because I was just consistent. Um, I knew what I was doing, which is hugely important. I never made mental errors, which is the reason why a lot of guys, players do not play in the NFL. And I was just consistent. I didn't get beat very often. And yes, I did get beat. A physical error, getting beat is going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's accounted for. But the mental errors is where you cannot mess up. And that's where I was really good at. So I think it's a combination of, of anticipation. And like my brother, you know, he plays for the Chiefs. You know, but like hearing him talk about offensive line play, dude, like he's at another level than me. I mean, he, he sees stuff on defenders that I never saw and his ability to react. And then even Joe Thomas, like talking to Joe, like Joe's on a, even another level from, from Mitch, which obviously is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he should be, but like it's, it's wild. Um, but just consistency, like they, they knew when they put me in the game that what they were going to get from me every single week. The, did you see what happened with uh, Jason Kelsey and the Bears having four? offside like neutral zone infraction penalties because he was kind of no, moving no, the ball as the center no i was sitting in a big room with a lot of people no did he was he was he playing with the ball a little bit yeah and all the bears were complaining about it afterwards and but he got four penalties either neutral zone infractions or offsides on, on the bears like is that just gamesmanship like, what what are you supposed to do if the if the center's tilting the ball um i mean we saw this tonight i think in the earlier in the, the ravens patriots game where uh, the Ravens had a little head tilt with their center that popped up. You know, he popped up, got the Patriots jump off sides, and then they ended up scoring uh, seven points there on that first drive for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's some there's some gamesmanship there, obviously. And, and look, here's some, something that's if believe it or not, referees watch film. I know that's hard to believe, but they do. They watch a ton of film. They have meetings with coaches, and they talk to their their directors, and obviously. Um, and if a guy always does that. Like if Kelsey, that's always the way he plays with the ball. I got, I'm going to go watch this now to see um, if this is the case, then they're not going to call it right. If, it, if it's a routine that he always does, they're never going to call it. Now, if it's something that's out of the ordinary, they should call it right. Um, but if he does the same thing, every single play, the ref seat on film too. Okay. This is what he does. Every play we'll let it slide. Cause obviously you don't want to ruin someone's technique like that. And I don't know even what, what it was, what, what the issue was, with the bots, I sort of have an idea of what you're talking about, but um, if he does it every play, then they're not going to call it. Yeah, it'd be I'd be interested to see you do some sort of breakdown on it because uh, they didn't they didn't give a great explanation during the game broadcast, but it became a big thing uh, post game. As we wrap up here with Jeff Schwartz, eight year NFL offensive lineman, who's your MVP through the first half of the season? Um, you know, I, I do not think the Baltimore Ravens offense is going to be long-lasting NFL. Um, I have severe doubts about it. That being said, if this is a, an award for most valuable player, well, that is Lamar Jackson without a doubt, right? I mean, he is the entire offense for the Ravens, whether it's with his legs or with his arm. And that, to me, is what MVP should be. Um, you know, there's still some time left in this game. We'll see how it finishes. Um, you know, that obviously might change my opinion. I think Russell Wilson is very much in that conversation. Now, the Ravens do have after the team, they have the Bills, the Texans, the Rams, the 49ers. Like, they have a long haul left. I don't know if we're still going to be in the same boat with Lamar Jackson, but um, if not, Russell Wilson is very much in that conversation. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes, I think, is probably out right now because of injuries. Uh, Deshaun Watson is good, really good, I think, but they're not 
they're not he's not at that level quite yet. He's not having a historic season. So I think it's it's Wilson, Lamar, Rogers can finish very strong and be in that conversation as well. He's Jeff Schwartz on Twitter, G E O F F Schwartz, eight year pro. Find his work. He's very good. He'll make you smarter about the NFL. Jeff, good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for the time. Same here, bud. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.